Hey, patrons, uh, it's Herbert here. Um, I'm about to get on the big bird and fly to the Oz and uh, hang out there for a couple of weeks, so I may not be making the show for the next few weeks, and I've actually been a little bit intermittent on the show the last six months because I've been busy as a one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest, you might say. There's a couple of things I wanted to talk about, and I might send you some notes from Australia just to keep things rolling here, but I've been particularly kind of pissed off at Toyota. As you know, Toyota was, and still is, I think, the leading manufacturer of cars in the world overall. And it has been that way for quite a long time. And I went through this transition, you know, in the 70s and 80s, where the Japanese auto manufacturers went from last to first pretty quickly, because they really led in innovation. They led in this idea of continually making cars better and better. And frankly, Australia had a manufacturing arm of Ford and General Motors. And the quality of the cars coming off those lines just didn't compete with that of Toyota. And Toyota therefore became, through quality and uh, good marketing, the biggest seller of cars in the world. And Toyota cars really are excellent. The quality of the cars is fantastic. But for some reason, although they sort of led the green car revolution with the Prius, they've lost sight of where the industry is going. And so they've really been behind and they've tried to reboot multiple times a plan to get into electric cars. But what they've also been doing at the same time, because they've fallen so far behind, is that they're pushing a whole bunch of myths, just like sort of the uh, fossil fuel industry. They're pushing these myths about, you know, the CO2 content of an actual electric car and charging it and using it. They're pushing this idea that hydrogen is way further along than it really is. And they really are acting like a company that sees its multi-billion dollar market share disappearing. And they've had a choice, and that choice was to actually innovate and drop some serious cash and really pivot, or to try and uh, hold off the inevitable with a little bit of uh, misinformation. And we are seeing this more and more from Toyota. And if you do a Google search, you can see this isn't just a new thing. And actually, uh, Tesla was tweeting about this today, but this is not a new thing. This has been going for a couple of years at least, as Toyota has realized they're about to get uh, their lunch eaten. I would not be surprised, and I've said this before, I would not be surprised if Toyota goes broke. They are so far behind. They've tried to reboot this idea that they're going to you know, go into the EV industry, and then five minutes later, like, ah, oh, there won't be a lot of electric cars until 2050, and uh, they're really polluting anyway. It, they're all over the place. Now, recently, Mr. Toyota, who is, I believe, the great-grandson of the original founder of Toyota, Stepped down as CEO, but he's on the board and they've got a new CEO, but already it looks like they're going to continue to do the same thing. They're sending out sort of these misinformation uh, treatises about electric cars. So what it looks like is that Toyota is going to double down on this because they are now so far behind. I would estimate that they are at least five, perhaps 10 years behind Tesla when it comes to retooling for an electric future. And that is is a disaster. If Mr. Toyota and friends really believe that uh, EVs aren't going to be a big deal till 2035 to 2050, you got to be out of your brain. There are entire countries, entire states that said they will not be selling gas cars in 2035. Uh, places like California, for example, and uh, in uh, many countries in Europe. So it's just insane. They have their head in the sand. Actually, I don't think they have their head in the sand. I think they understand that they really have blown it here. And that's sad. Because we need Toyota, we needed Toyota, to be producing electric cars, manufacturing them in as clean a way as possible. They have this huge amount of production that they can do, and we would love to have had them flip it to electric cars, but that required them planning on this a decade ago. And it might be just because they chose hydrogen 
and it still not has worked out. Not clear if it will work out for small cars. Maybe it's going to work out for larger trains and stuff. But for small cars, it's just not clear that that's ever going to work. So they made a mistake. And I continue to watch this and I continue to be saddened by the fact that they continue this misinformation campaign while at the same time just don't seem to be able to pivot. They just don't seem to be able to get it together. It's a tragedy. And the other thing I just wanted to rant a little bit about today was Mercedes-Benz. And uh, you're about to see a lot of this. So Mercedes-Benz say we're the first manufacturer to get level three autonomy onto the roads in the world's. But when you read those articles, you need to be very clear about what they're talking about. They're talking about very, very specific areas doing less than 40 miles an hour when there's other cars that they can basically follow around and ping off. So when uh, Mercedes does all of this advertising about their level three autonomy and they're the first to get to level three autonomy and uh, to sell cars, just read the fine print. It is nothing like uh, what Tesla is trying to do with full self-driving. Now, if you listen to the show, you know uh, we like to rip on the full by yourself driving, but I got to say um, it's getting better. I just got another update, and it's getting better. I'm now actually able to drive streets onto freeways off without any intervention. A lot of the time, it still does silly things, and you better you better be fully engaged because it'll still do silly things. But I can see where it's headed now. It's really I can see the future. And it is light pole charging. Now, I can see the future, and it's FSD that might actually work a lot of the time. I don't know when they'll get to level four and level five, but they're going to get to level three, I think, pretty soon. That idea that basically the car will drive itself, but every now and then it's going to ask you, hey, a bag of meat, can you help me out a little bit here? Now, having said that, let me also be very skeptical about the safety uh, stats that Tesla gives us. I have said for years that I don't believe them. Uh, that they are cherry-picked, and there is evidence that that is true. So when Tesla says, we are three times safer when you're on autopilot than when you're not, just remember that is not a randomized trial. Just remember when you put autopilot on, you put it on when everything is safe and you're cool, and you turn it off when things are getting complicated. So it is not, and it has never been, a fair one-to-one comparison the way Tesla keeps saying that it is. It is bogus. I want to see a randomized trial of autonomous driving on the Tesla versus not autonomous driving, and then we'll see. That's hard to do, but stop it, Tesla. Stop it, please. And finally, price drops. So Tesla, obviously, a number of weeks ago, significantly dropped the price of the Model 3 and the Model Y in particular, but also S and X. That has resulted in a huge increase in orders, and that's good. And they've been able to do that for two reasons. One, here in the United States, uh, the federal tax credits have been extended to March and they've been changed and they're still undergoing changes, but they dropped the price so that you could get that federal tax credit if your income wasn't too high. And that, you know, huge rush to market. Lots of people like, okay, now, in some cases, dropping the price by $20,000. So it worked and are just crushing the manufacturers. They can also do that because they continue to drop the uh, cost of manufacturing. And if you continue to drop the cost of manufacturing, instead of saying, oh, we're going to make 30% margin, we'll make 10% margin and sell our cars a lot cheaper, that has a huge effect on demand. As we know, this is not linear. As you drop price, there is a non-linear increase. There's almost an exponential increase in demand. So that's what Tesla's undergoing right now because they've been incredibly smart about their manufacturing process. And if you want to hear about this or read about it or watch it, go to Sandy Monroe. They've been following this for a long time and they they basically tear the cars apart and try and estimate how much it costs. But as they simplify things, like they just have you know one piece instead of 
70 pieces, when they do these big gigapress things, they're able to drop the price further and further down. And so you're going to see these prices, I think, stay low, except the fact that here in the US, again, they're as they're tweaking the law, one of the things was that the Model Y wasn't considered an SUV because of some reason I think it was weight. Now it is. So instead of having to come under the $55,000, you can get a federal tax credit at $80,000. So I expect the Y price is going to go up significantly. So if you're living here in the US, you might want to take a look at that. You might want to order now because I really don't see them keeping the price of the Y down if that's true. If that now you can get a Y with a federal tax credit under 80000 versus under 55000 uh, I'm sure that they're going to pop that margin up. Just a tad, thank you very much. And lastly, full self-driving. Full self-driving here in the US is $15,000, should you buy it. So let's say you're waiting, you decide, okay, I'm going to get a Y or a 3. Uh, the prices have come down. Now's the time to jump. I'm going to get the federal tax credit. I'm gonna, maybe I'm get the state credit. And the prices, oh, this is just a great time to buy. Should I add on $15,000 for full self-driving? We have made fun of ourselves, Tom and I in particular. I have embarrassingly bought full self-driving, I think, three times. I don't really want to think about it. And on the way, I didn't think I bought it. But then Tom noted as we were on a road trip that, in fact, I did buy the full self-driving package at the time, which was in 2019, which I think was about $7,000. So now it's $15,000. So is that worth it? Well, I'm going to say something that might be a bit of a head snapper for you, because I've said, uh, you know, this is a waste of time. I'm not buying this anymore. This is crazy. I keep giving Tesla money for something that doesn't exist. Well, having driven full self-driving in the last few weeks, I would suggest that we need to understand what's going to happen here. And I've said it on the show, but I want to try and be a bit more explicit about it. If what Elon says is true, and that's always hard to pass out, isn't it? If he really can get Teslas to full self-driving, then the worth of your car, let's say you've got a Model Y and you bought it for $70,000 here in the US, the value of that car is going to go up exponentially. If it really can get to full self-driving and you can put it on something like Uber or some other rideshare network, then that car can be working all day while you are at work doing whatever you do and then it'll take you home and then it'll go pick up the kids and then it'll go make some more money. So the value of that car goes up I think the numbers that he was talking about was like $350,000. At the point they reach sort of that singularity of, yes, we really can do full self-driving better than humans, significantly better than humans, then the price of that car or the price of full self-driving has to go up substantially. And so what we've seen is that it's sort of been going up incrementally. Um, it was a few thousand dollars, and then it was five thousand, then it was seven, then it was eight, then it was, you know, now it's 15, which seems outrageous. But just think about this. If they're close, if they get there, and there's every evidence that they will, it's just a question of when, then the value of your car goes up enormously. So for me, actually, right now, if I were to buy a new Model Y, and I've been looking, I'm actually waiting for a longer range version versus getting a Rivian. That's a whole nother story. But I would actually get the full self-driving now, even though it's $15,000, because I probably would keep that car for five to 10 years. And I think there's the possibility that if they pull this off in the next few years, I'd be able to resell that car with full self-driving for a significant profit. But they keep changing that, right? So sometimes full self-driving might be associated with the driver and sometimes associated with the car. But if it's associated with the car and you get it now for 15000 and two years from now they're selling it for 50000 which could be a real possibility, then you've made a good investment. If you don't have $15,000 to wee away, which most people don't, 
and don't worry about it, forget about it. Everything's going to change so much in the next few years. But it's just a thought. For, for the first time, as we get closer to the possibility this is actually going to work, maybe there's a time where you want to get it while it's cheap before they jack that price up because I cannot see any way around them jacking the price up. And I've said, we'll know when they're close to really getting this thing down is you'll see that price go up and up and up and up. But the other thing to consider, of course, is hardware 4.0. So most of the cars out right now have hardware 3.0. And Elon has said in the earnings call that he expects that it'll be two to three, maybe four times better than the average human in terms of safety and driving. So that's basically pulled out of his buttocks. But hardware 4.0 will be significantly better than that, maybe two or three times better than that. And what is hardware 4.0? We don't know exactly, but uh, it's probably a combination of a new piece of silicon and new cameras and maybe some ultrasound. So that entire new package, which is going into Cybertruck, so that means it's going to start being put into vehicles by the summer and in volume next year, hardware 4.0 is probably the one you want. So the question is whether you drop 15000 on hardware 3.0, which you can get today with a new Y3, whatever, versus waiting until they say, okay, all the new cars coming off the line, not just Cybertrucks, are now going to have hardware 4.0. That probably is going to occur very quickly if they can make enough chips to get that bad boy done. So it might be smart to wait until the first hardware 4.0 cars come off the line. And I suspect, I think, I don't know, pulling this out of my buttocks, that this probably will be around summer. Um, it might be a little bit after that, but you if they're going to start making a lot of Cybertrucks, and they're probably not going to make a lot initially, but if they've got that hardware 4.0 ready, you would think that they would start shoving that into the new cars. All right, this has been a lot of ranting, a lot of opinion, none of it uh, particularly useful. Look, be safe, be well. I will uh, talk to you, I hope, intermittently. Go into Australia, back to see the people, uh, throw another shrimp on the barbie, which actually nobody does, but still, talk to you soon. Herbert out.